Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, it's LA. And as always, thanks for listening. While we do evangelism, while we're sharing Jesus, and by the way, everyone, everyone does have a responsibility. If you are a follower of Jesus, you're supposed to be sharing him with other people. Now, everybody's got varying degrees of that, but everyone is supposed to be looking for the Spirit's opportunity each and every day. Now, does that mean that you're Billy Graham and you're going to grab the next person? Maybe not. But there are people who do. When we share the gospel, when we share the good news with people, and unfortunately a lot of churchy language gets in the way some days, some of the churchy language is, is this. We say, have you got Jesus? Have you got Jesus? Now, there's nothing to matter with that statement, okay? Because when you're saved and you belong to Jesus, when you turn your life over to Him and you acknowledge Him, you acknowledge your sin, you confess your sin, and you accept Him as Lord and Savior, then you're His. And in a way, He has you, you have Him. Because the Spirit's in your heart... Jesus is there. Why? Because that's part of the God part of Jesus, right? Now, here's the thing. We ask people, though, do you have Jesus? Well, a lot of times people get this idea, you know, that, oh, okay, well, I've got Jesus, and he's right here, and, you know, like a a little kitten, you know, and you're holding him in your, your, you know, you've got him tucked inside your jacket, you know, and you're, yeah, I've got Jesus, he's right there. You know, he's so he's so sweet and he's so warm and soft and, and you know he's he's fantastic. And 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 that does a huge disservice to Jesus in some in many ways. But here's the thing. When you when you ask somebody, Oh yeah, I've got Jesus it's not that what we ought to be asking people is, has Jesus got you? Has Jesus got you? And, um, a lot of times we ask, can I share Jesus with you? And people go, well, no. Uh, hey, uh, and then, <laughs> because we uh, have problems with rejection, all right. And by the way, that rejection is not our rejection. They're rejecting the Son of God, and that's to their peril. Now, here's the thing: the attitude when that happens should be one of Okay, all I ask 
is that you leave your heart open to Jesus. That's it. All right. And talk to me. You know, let me know if you change your mind. You can't force Jesus on people. I mean, you, you, you just can't. But here's the thing. We ought to be asking people. Has Jesus got you? Because that's really what it's what it is. It's an ownership issue. It's not. It's not. Oh, I've got you here. He's a little, you know, just soft like a little kitten stuffed in my jacket. No, 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 no. no. Jesus is. Jesus, in that respect, is all encompassing, all powerful. God. He is a hurricane. He is the person who is flipping tables in the temple, telling the crime bosses of his day that they were an abomination to God. All right? That's boldness. Something I need help in that department sometimes. But here's the thing Does Jesus have you? Does he? I mean, does he really? Because if he does, your life will show it. Now, you may be thinking, well, well you know, what, what are you saying? You talk about works? You talk about works? No. Well, yes. Yes, I am talking about works. But I'm not talking about works that gain salvation. I'm talking about works that show salvation. That's what I'm saying. Now, let me share with you a crazy verse that gets misquoted quite a bit. And it's, uh, and it says, and actually it's John eight twenty eight thirty two. excuse me. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Man, how many times have we heard that in a movie, in a commercial, you know, Quoted here and there on the radio, on you know, on YouTube, on air. I mean, just people just quote the ever-loving pejeebers out of that. And you shall know the truth, and and that's not what he's saying. Here's what he's saying, because you got to back up to verse thirty-one, and he says this, and he says this to his to his native people. All right is native people who know the Old Testament. Okay, these are not just total pagan neophytes that don't know nothing. They go, yeah, I came from the from the pagan marches and here I am. Now, these are his people. And he said, Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him. And a lot of times, and I'm sorry, i got to throw in on this for this reason. A lot of times, the, the Jews get utter... Uh, lambasted. Well, they rejected Jesus. They completely rejected Jesus. Well, well, yes and no. Corporately, yeah, because the leaders were corrupt, and unfortunately, that corrupt, corruption just kind of trickled down at the time. And ultimately led to the the destruction of Jerusalem, at least if you look at it from kind of God's point of view. Now the thing is, though, is there were Jews who believed in Jesus, then and now. 
and we shouldn't look down on any Jews, per se. That's the honest truth. Now, here's the thing. He said to the Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word... Oh, wait a minute. What, what, by my word? What do you mean? If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. He said this to Jewish people. Why did he do it? Because they know the word. They know the Bible. They knew the Old Testament, which was Jesus' Bible. And he said, look, you know that, that word that you spent all this time memorizing? You need to stay there. And you need to think of me in it. And then you'll, you'll be my disciples. Now, that's one thing he said that was kind of a telltale mark, okay, that Jesus had them. The other one is actually John thirteen thirty five, where this is Jesus talking again about himself. Not somebody else saying, oh, this is what I understand you. No, this is Jesus talking. He says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, what's he saying? You know, what's he saying? Mushy, touchy-feely love? No. It's agape, which means self-sacrificial love, which means I'm going to do what I can for the benefit, for your benefit, whether you treat me nice or not. I'm going to do it because I know God wants me to do it. That's agape love. By... And, and he said, and get this, I, lo- I love this, by this, all people, no, he didn't say, oh, by this, the people who are standing by watching will know that you're about to stop. No, this is a testimony to anyone and everyone. All people will know you're my disciples. So, got a question for you. If there is... There are churches competing with other churches. Oh, well, here's the reason why you come to our church, because we know what we're talking about. Those other people are a bunch of idiots. Uh, and, and by the way, our coffee shop's a lot better than theirs. You know, they, they use half-priced coffee over there. You know, hey, our, our social program's a lot better than, than the other one. Or have you seen our Facebook page? Man, ooh, our Facebook page. Oh, those other guys, man, they look like they're goofs. You know what I'm saying? Um, and even within the church, uh, unfortunately, uh, especially in the West, church and some churches have reputations, and they're not good. They're reputations of uh, being antagonistic with each other. In fact, one joke, and it's sort of a joke, it's really not a joke because it's not funny, uh, it works this way. One one uh, adage was that the army of God is the only army, the Christian army is the only army that shoots its wounded. Now, think about that, all right? So, if you're in a church and you're not, now, and you're participating. I mean, I'm not saying you're sitting out in the middle of nowhere, you know, running when anybody tries to approach you. I'm saying you're participating and you're not being lifted up. You're not being, 
in, in, because it's a reciprocal thing, okay? You give and take. You participate, and then people participate back. Yeah. Now, here's something else uh, that Jesus had to say. And this is why another reason I feel it's super important for us to ask people just, hey, does Jesus have you? Because if Jesus has you, you're praying. If Jesus has you, you're attending church. If Jesus has you, you're doing, you're studying your Bible, you're reading it, you're studying it. If Jesus has you, you're giving. Giving your time, giving your resources, giving money to causes that benefit the church and, and by the way, people in general. Because when you benefit the church, it should be benefiting the people, the, the neighborhood, and the community around you. Because that's what the church is supposed to be doing anyway. But, uh, you, know, or, you know, even you know, food banks and so forth... But here's here's what I'm here's what I'm saying. Um, if Jesus, you know, you know, does Jesus have you? Now, here's another secondary question to that: How much of you does Jesus have? Jesus is King, and He's coming back, maybe sooner than we think. But just judging the crazy chaos that's going on in, in, in this world. So here's what I'm saying. He's the king. If you're his, then he's giving you instructions through the Spirit. And he's already given you written instructions in the Word. We're supposed to read the written instructions in the Word and perform those things. Live like he owns you. Now, if you don't have any inclination in your mind, in your heart, none of that sounds like something you want to do remotely. Then you need to ask yourself, seriously, does Jesus actually have you? Now, with that thought, let me share with you John, Gospel of John, chapter 10, 25 through 30, And this is where Jesus is talking with some people, with some individuals that are like, and they're having issues with what he's saying. But this is Jesus talking, and it says, Jesus answered them, I told you, and you did not believe. The works that I do, my Father, in, in my Father's name, bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you're not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they know me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. 
and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So, Jesus is saying this. And get this. This, this is, again, people, are, I hear sermon after sermon. Works, 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 works. People act like works and sound like, like the word works is just, is, is a really nasty four-letter word. It is work. Work is a four-letter word. But uh, but they act like it's just uh, just an abomination. Well, you can't work. What do you mean work? We are so blooming wrapped up in this in 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 work salvation, and we're fixated on it. And and people are just running around preaching that stuff. And that's and they're totally missing the point. The point isn't. And no one suggests, by the way, not even Jews in Judaism suggest that you work to earn your salvation. It ain't in there. Instead, what you do is you you do work to show your appreciation to God. And by the way, if you sit and do nothing, and you just come to church and listen to the sermon every Sunday, or... Even not even that anymore. I mean, a lot of people just listen to the sermon, you know, on YouTube or or, or on the internet. Um, and you do nothing, and you're not motivated to do anything. What kind of participation is that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, the king is giving you instructions. The king of the universe is giving you instructions, and if you're not doing anything about it. That sounds like a problem, actually. So here's the thing. He says, the works that I do, because he did works, and we need to do works. Why do we need to do works? Because Jesus did works. And you know what? Because it demonstrates that we care. So here's the thing. I do works. The works that I, I do, in my Father's name, bear witness about me. How does that work? Well, in Judaism... The testimony of two or three, the testimony of two or three uh, bears witness. His works bear witness that he is the Messiah. Now he's telling these people, but you don't believe because you're not of my sheep. Now, people get all wrapped up about the sheep thought process. Well, we're sheep. You know, you know how stupid sheep are. And sheep are smelly and they're dumb. And they're... Come on. What he's getting at is actually um, the innocence of a sheep and the sacrificial the sacrificial um, value all right, of a sheep. But Basically, he's saying, look, you know, I'm in, in this situation, he's using a metaphor. He's the shepherd, okay, and, there's, and we're the sheep. He's the king, we're the soldiers. So there's metaphors. It's kind of a picture kind of thing where he's showing, showing us things. In comparison to Jesus, we're sheep. Yes. He says, but here's what he says, my sheep hear my voice. 
and I know them, and they follow me, follow me. When Jesus calls, his people follow him. What do they, how do they do that? They study his word, which is the whole Bible. They pray to him, to his father, like he prayed. That was the example he gave. He said, you pray our father who art in heaven. You know, you, the disciples' prayer, the Lord's prayer, we call it. And you do things. You do works. What did he do? He healed people. He healed people. He fed people. He went places. He preached. He taught. He he sweat. He bled. He walked all over the, the Holy Land. All over it. On foot. And, by the way, it's pretty toasty there. So... He worked a lot. So, when we share, and we're supposed to do that, and yes, that is a work, and no, it's not something earning your salvation. It's something we should do because we have salvation. Because the king of the universe has said, if you're ashamed of me in front of my father, I'm going to be ashamed of you. Which means, now that may be a salvation issue. I just want to tell you, tell you right there. Now, I'm not going to like put a stamp on it, but I'm going to I'm going to say, if Jesus is ashamed of you before the Father, are you really getting into heaven? Think about that. Okay, run that around the the block a few times. Um. Maybe, I don't know, well, I don't really think so, but here's the thing. We're supposed to be sharing. So when we share, think about it this way. Number one, ask somebody, hey, does Jesus have you? Does Jesus have you? If they say no, say, well, okay got a question you know if something happened and you died where do you think you'd go because the bible has two places it describes and if they say well i think i'm gonna go to some ethereal plane then then you'll have a little work to do with that because uh, last time I checked in the in the Bible, um, heaven was just a holding place. Jesus is coming back here to rule and reign. Uh, and what they're thinking about is not something that the Bible describes as being a place. And you don't even, and by the way, even if it was a place, you don't get to go there unless you know Jesus personally. So, so ask other people, hey, does Jesus have you? And then ask yourself, how much of Jesus, how much does Jesus have you? How much does Jesus have of you? And with that, 
I want to tell you to keep on keeping Thank on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.